This is Moneyline on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 97.5.com. Yeah, we made it. You just talking. If they hate it, you know they're watching. Enjoy the show. Enjoy the show. Enjoy the show. Enjoy the show. Live from the ESPN 97.5 studios, here's Jerry Bowe and Josh Jordan. Lights, camera, action. Hello, world. Welcome into Moneyline on a beautiful Sunday morning. Let that music in your soul. The squad is in the building. The statistician, my partner in crime, at Josh Jordan 97.5 is where you can find him on Twitter. Josh Jordan. What's going on, Jerry? Another beautiful Sunday. How you doing, my man? I am turned up. We are on a hot streak with the Bookie Busters on Sports Map. And I'm dropping bombs on this show. We are going to drop two max plays, a parlay. Hey, put the meat on the grill. Let's let's get some barbecue going. Let's do it. I've been following all your stuff on Twitter, man. You've been on fire lately. Fire, but one guy that's fire all the time is the guy behind the glass from 10 to noon, rocking the jams every single Sunday at Carlson Radios, where you can find him. Andrew! Andrew! Good morning, guys. I appreciate it, Jerry. I appreciate it. I don't always feel on fire, but I appreciate it. <laughs> My man is fire, and if you don't follow this guy and you don't eat like he does, this is the guy you want to eat like, all right? He does push-ups. He, he works out in between segments. You show me your producer. Bring me your producer and show me that. You gotta you gotta squeeze it in when you can, right? So every now and then you gotta drop down, do some push ups. Hey, it saves you time, I bet, when you're trying to do other stuff. Makes 713-780-3776. And we'll squeeze you in if we can at Moneyline975 is where you can find us on Twitter. Also, you can write us, you can uh, text us at that same number, 713-780-ESPN. I'm ready to get this show started. And if you want to watch us on Twitch, yeah, ESPN975.com. You can watch us on Twitch. You can check out the show, watch a couple guys scaring, uh, staring at laptops. It's exciting stuff, but uh, no, we're, we're going to make it fun. we got a big show. Man, I'm, I'm starting to feel it. Like, football isn't that far away. No. Like, we're starting to get closer. This is the last of the – in a few weeks, you got to start preparing for uh, fantasy football. Yeah. You know what I mean? you got to start watching – I mean, training camps are not far away. No. I mean, they're going to – they're going to take a little break here pretty soon, and then it's going to get going, and we're going to start mixing in some fantasy stuff, you know, maybe a segment every now and then just to kind of maybe we'll do like some position groups and kind of do some previews because we're starting to get there, man. So I'm, I'm excited. It's my favorite time of year. We're literally, what, let's say about seven, eight weeks before people really start drafting, and that's going to be a lot of information that we need to get out there. So, yeah, we're going to start doing that, and we'll start taking early entries to our fantasy leagues. Last year we had three. Um, I was about to say afraid that we're going to have more, but, hey, I welcome it. Yeah. So if you're out there and you're listening, you won in the Fantasy League, 713-780-3776. We're going to just start taking entries. Yep. And also, they'll be on different sides of town this, this uh, year, so – be prepared because they could could be coming somewhere real close to you. Yeah, I think we might do one out in, in my neighborhood, out kind of Vintage Park area. It's a cool sports bar over there called Stats. I like to hang out at. I've been I've been drafting there for years, man. So cool place. And they turned me on to this thing the other day. Do you know there's like a a golden tea like 
contest in Vegas that you can bet on? Tell me more. You yeah. know, I'll bet on anything. Yeah, I know. That's that's what I was telling them. And there's a, a shocking amount of people from Houston that are actually playing in this thing. So it, it's been going on for a few days. So, you know, I'm sure some people have been knocked out by now. But it, it's pretty exciting, man. There's quite a few people from Houston. Uh, Mark Stenmark, Paul Luna, uh, Orlando Ayaya, um, Chad Hart, a whole bunch of guys. Anyway, the point is... It's a big thing, man. It's like $135,000 in prizes. And obviously, you know, you can bet on this stuff if you're in Vegas or, you know, perhaps if you have an online system that you like to use for gambling. So really cool thing to check out. So I just want to kind of put that out there. People didn't know about it because I didn't know about it. So and hey, it's kind of the slow time of year, right? We're looking on stuff to, to gamble on. So while we're waiting for football to come back, hey, this is something cool. So why not? I'm in. I'm in. All you got to do is show me. If you got an angle, I'm down to bet on it. I'm down for anything. Stripper fights, anything. You try that. Who 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 drank the most Hennessy? That's who I want. That's who you want. All right. But uh, let's talk about Wednesday at Wildcat Golf. Yeah. It was fantastic. It was a... The ESPN Occasional Invitational was a success. Yes. We were able to get, in one hour span, Booker T and... After tournament, John Granado, because yes. there's two different guys, John Granado here, and after golf tournament, John Granado, we were able to get him, and it was fantastic. Oh, man, that was so much fun. That was, you know, I think that's my first time to do radio with John. It was hilarious. He was, like, bringing us in and out of break. <laughs> and we surprised everyone. We didn't know him. He's yes. like, welcome back to the Blitz. <laughs> Dude, and, you know, getting to see Booker was really cool, too. That's my first time to meet Booker. You get to work with him all the time, but that's my first time to meet him. Really cool dude. Man, that guy brings the energy. Yeah, that's what he is, and the storytelling. You see in that little time yeah. we had him, he just drops stories. That's what he is. He's he's a bona fide storyteller, and I try to tell my story about – because everyone asked. Like, I, I'm, I'm glad we're out of there because, remember, I said I'm not even allowed to be a go- around golf courses. <laughs> that's right. And a lot of people said, well, how did – I was getting things on Twitter because I said the reason I don't play is because I have two right arms, you know, from. So people said the guy that broke or not the one that with the actual hit. So this is let me tell a little story real quick. High school. We all played in the varsity soccer team, but then we uh, it was raining outside. We got word that there was a a football game going down. You know, what I mean, with all the students, people were cutting class. There was going to be there was going to be some some football players from the from the school playing. And we were like, man. Amongst soccer players, we said, man, we're going to skip practice today. Straight up. We're going to skip practice. We're going to go play football. So we pile in the car and we go, you know, here comes the soccer team. Mm -hmm. We show up, play football. First play goes down. Some dude gets his eye split. (laughs) Yeah, he slips. We're playing full tackle out there, you know. So so he gets his eye split. He's on the sideline. He's halfway bleeding over there from his eye. And we're like, man, his very next play. Keep in mind, the quarterback was the guy that was on the soccer team. He was out there playing quarterback. He tells me, he just looks at me, he gives me that nod, like, go deep. So I'm like, yeah, I'm going deep. Bro, I'm running sideline. I'm, I'm, I'm on the sideline, and I, I'm running full speed. I look up, you know, throw up your hand. This man throws it up the middle of the field, though, and lobs it, <laughs> you know? And it's yeah. raining out there, and I'm running. Choo, 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 choo. Full extension. I hit the Y button, you know? I'm, I'm Y button and trigger. <laughs> Yeah, and all of a sudden, just boom, blackout. Somebody just smashes me. I remember my shoulder, everything just, just. I remember just sliding, just shouldering, and I look up, and it was one of the other soccer players that rode there with us. <laughs> and I'm just looking like, whoa, you know, I'm hurting. So then, 
you know, I'm getting carried off. Meanwhile, the other guy's bleeding on the sideline. I go over there, and then some guy, I remember, I'll never forget this. Somebody's like, put his arm on the fence. Just straighten it out. You know, and I'm thinking, oh. no, 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 no. So then I'm like, man, take me to the hospital. So it was all raining. Keep that in mind. It was just like pouring down rain. I'm all muddy from that hit. So everyone has that one friend that didn't like to play sports. So he just sat in the car in the troublemaker. So he was in there. This fool was smoking pot. No way. <laughs> so we get in the car and, and it's emergency situation. He never even thinks about putting it out. So now we're hauling ass to the to the hospital, boom, running thing, and they're like, "Put it out!" And he's like, "No, bro, it's all right, man." We get to the hospital, and I got my shirt off because when when I, when the genius in the crowd said, "Put his arm on the fence, let's straighten it out," I took it my shirt off, so I'm in there just muddy, just shorts. These dudes open the door at the at the emergency uh, room right there, and I get out and er, gone. They just dropped you? Yes. So I walk into the hospital with no shirt on, muddy, no insurance, ooh, smelling like pot. <laughs> While we skip practice, and that's that's the story. So a lot of people are like, how did – so, yeah, I ended up not – and now I got two right – look at this. How, how do you expect me to play golf? <laughs> what? So what happened? They just couldn't – I don't know. You tell me. I got two. I'm gonna. I'm gonna have to take a picture yeah. of this and put it on Twitter, and y'all yeah. gonna say this man's got two right arms. <laughs> so that's why I can't play golf. Just a long story short, as short as I can make it. But yeah, that's what happened that day. And people that are asking, they're like, "How did that happen?" And the guy that hit me, he actually tweeted and he said, "Sorry about that, bro." The quarterback. <laughs> I appreciate you. So all because of a go route in high school. Skipping you can't play golf. While skipping practice. See what happens? Yeah. Practice? You want to talk about practice? Should have been in practice, Jerry. Come on, man. So imagine going back and telling the coach the story. He's like, what happened? You're uh-huh. like, man, well, what happened Friday when we – he's like, y'all went and played. Yeah, and, and they did too. I'm not going out like that. I'm mm-hmm. like, these two. And he hit me, and he threw the ball. <laughs> you know? It's like <laughs> – It was all your guys. <laughs> 713-780-3776. I just had to get that story out before we get into the seriousness of football. We'll jump into that next break. Again, we have a bet. It kicks off at 1030. I'm dropping bombs all throughout this show. We'll, have, we'll put together a little parlay. 713-780-3776. We've been giving out. Our man Tyler was giving out over-unders on baseball. And I've fallen oh, them yeah. all over. It, Cody Stutes follows them as well. And we've been making magic. So we'll get into if you got a bet out there you want us to follow, because I got I got random things today. We're playing U21 uh soccer, we're playing Women's World Cup, and we're playing Copa America. So when we get back, we'll start jumping into all that and we'll jump into the little bit of NFL news we got. You're listening to Monday on ESPN 975. Twitter. Follow the show on Twitter at Moneyline975. Just play. Lord, no. Yeah. 
You're listening to Moneyline on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 97.5.com. Live from the ESPN 97.5 studios, here's Jerry Bowe and Josh Jordan. Welcome back to Moneyline 713-780-3776. The squad is in the building at Josh Jordan 97.5 at Carlson Radio. And your boy Jerry Bowe knows with a Z we are freed. Let's do what we came here to do. Let's talk NFL. Around the NFL. What's happening? Anytime news comes out from the hometown team, we're going to have to try to touch that first, right? Sure. You've spoken about this all the time, and you say that this year is going to be different for Watson in a in a the way that now he has more time. Last year it was more coming off an injury. The offseason wasn't complete for him. Yep. Sky is the... The, the what is it? The the roof is the ceiling. <laughs> the roof is the ceiling. What do you think about Watson? Because he says, "Hey, I'm able to do things I couldn't do last year. This is going to be big for me." I, I think it is. He's, he's going to get a lot more time to to work this work with his receivers. Just kind of you know because he was rehabbing so much last year. So I think this is good for him. Hopefully, you know Deshaun's set to break out, man. I, I think he could have a big year. I'm seeing a lot of people pushing him pretty hard in fantasy. I think the I think they're going to throw the ball a little more this year. So as long as either QT or Will Fuller is healthy, I think, you know, and obviously Hopkins, that goes without saying. But as long as he has one of those guys and Hopkins, I think he's going to have a big year. So uh, we'll see, man. But, you know, I'm very encouraged, but it's going to be tough. If you've seen their schedule, I mean, they start with Drew Brees and then they play the Jags. And then I think they have Phillip Rivers after that. And then the Carolina and then the Falcons. I mean, those are all good quarterbacks, man. You know, Nick Foles, you know, we'll see. But he has won a Super Bowl. So Watson's going to come out challenged, man. I think the defense is going to struggle because those are some good quarterbacks. So he's going to have to put some points on the board if they're going to win. Now, let me ask you this. You said he's been shooting up boards on draft boards as far as fantasy football. Fantasy football calculators got him about the fourth overall quarterback taken. That's in between Rodgers, Mayfield. He's behind Rodgers in front of Mayfield. So, does that seem right to you? Around the 57th overall pick, depending on how many people you have in your league, though. You know, that's somewhere around that, let's say, uh, let's call it sixth round range, fifth round, somewhere. Depends. Again, if you have a 10-man team, it's going to be different. But do you think that's justifiable? Do you think that he needs to go a little bit higher? Would you put him before Rodgers? Oh, man. I'd I'd probably put him around number two, number three, right in that area. So, you know, Mahomes, and depending on the Tyreek Hill thing, but for now I'm just going to assume Tyreek Hill is going to play. So, so, I, you know, obviously I have Mahomes first. And the Rodgers and Watson right there for me are kind of fighting for two and three. But it's tough, right? I think maybe Watson's a little safer because he's in the same system again this year, right? Where with Rodgers, he's you know got LaFleur in there. It's We just don't know how the offense is going to run with the Packers this year. Brand new offense. So I think Watson's a little safer because we've seen him in the system before. All right. So let's say because you always get to when you're drafting, right? And someone goes out on the limb and takes the first quarterback or something and that that, that goes ahead and breaks the mold. You always see the stupid guy go up there and he's already filled out his roster some and he goes up there ninth round and grabs a defense. Yep. And then people start thinking defenses all yep. of a sudden and everyone grabs defense out of nowhere and you're thinking, well, okay, well, I'll eat up these middle rounds, these middle to late rounds. So what happens when Mahomes comes off at, they're saying about 28th pick overall, overall, first quarterback, then the next one coming off is supposed to be Andrew Luck around the 42nd overall. And then shortly after, 
Rodgers right around this, pretty much in the same round. And then, like I said, then you got Watson. So are you willing to take that much of a risk on Watson? I, I like him compared to those other guys, but I am not a dude that usually takes a quarterback early. That's just not how I operate. If I am going to take one of those top guys, it's going to have to feel like I'm stealing, you know, like it's the you know fifth or sixth round and Watson's still there. You know, that maybe I, I go, I go there, but typically my strategy is, you know, like last year I waited forever and took Matt Ryan in like the ninth or 10th round. And that worked out for me. So that's just how I do it. But if you want Watson, yeah, you're probably gonna have to take him, you know, third, fourth round just depends, depends on how many people in your league. And it depends on how your league drafts. You know, if you play with some pretty savvy people, they wait on quarterbacks. Some leagues, they'll take them in the first round. It just depends on who you're playing with. you got to know the room you're in and who you're playing against. And it also depends if these people listen to Chris Sims. Because according to him, <laughs> yeah. Brady isn't that the best. No. What, what, where's he have him ranked? Ninth. Ninth. You have Brady and Breeze. Ninth, tenth. And then he says he would put them. I mean, those are great quarterbacks, but you got Patrick Mahomes, Rodgers, Russell Wilson, Ben Roethlisberger, Andrew Luck, Watson, Matt Ryan, Cam Newton. He named these guys. Are you are you kidding me? I wouldn't expect anything less from Chris Sims. You know, I went to UT. I had to watch that guy play quarterback. He was terrible. So I wouldn't be that surprised if his quarterback analysis isn't that great. And speaking of Tom Brady, that's that's a dude I'm targeting this year. I might be able to get him in the ninth round. His value has just gone way down for fantasy. So he's a guy where, man, you might be able to get Tom really late and load up at other positions. I think that's the way to go about it. Another thing, while we talk about Brady, we always speak about how he, he's got a team-friendly contract, right? Yeah. He still leads the way in royalties, though. Once again, he led the way. But remember, he's got a lot of individual earnings as well with the UGG, the man UGGs, <laughs> the man UGGs. Under Armour. But what surprised me here is, who do y'all think is second? I know the answer to this, so I... I Maybe Andrew could guess. If you can name any guy that was second in royalties in the whole NFL, who would you think? Man, that's a tough one. You put me on the spot. I, and I'm uh, sorry to even make it because this one's real hard. Just I'm going to go ahead. Dak Prescott, would that come to mind? Okay, that does make sense because he took the, the Dan and Oikos yogurt spot from Cam. Yep. So that makes sense, but would have never guessed it. No. Third place, Antonio Brown, followed by Mayfield, a young Mayfield already making the royalty money, and Darnold also came in there. So two guys that are coming on up. Wild, right? It's good to be a quarterback, Jerry. It's great to be a quarterback. So uh, that is interesting with Dak. That's got to be all about just playing for the Cowboys, right? I mean, it's just America's team, that whole thing. So, but hey, but good for him. And Jerry ought to use that as leverage to try and not pay him as much in his contract. Be like, hey, you're already making all this money on the side. Why don't you leave some salary cap for us to build a, build a team around you? So I'm sure he'll be hearing a lot of that. And you say it's great to be a quarterback, and Mayfield is one, but it was greater to be a rookie of the year, right? Did you see the chain that he gave Barkley? <laughs> I've read about it. I haven't actually seen it yet. But apparently you got to pick like whatever you wanted it to be. You know, even you had to pay for it, but you could make it whatever you want. So that's why he did the whole quads thing. He said he didn't add the extra two letters because it was more expensive. (laughs) But it was all fun and games, but it's cool to see him pay up his debt. It is, and he didn't cheap out on it. And I think that was kind of cool how they worked that out. And uh, just staying with the Cowboys real quick, I saw this projected contract for Amari Cooper. We've heard they're kind of negotiating right now. They're saying that what they think it'll be around is somewhere around five years, 83 million. 50 guaranteed. So that's 
Sound about right. Would you pay that for Amari Cooper if you're the Cowboys? I think for not every... Yeah, yeah, because yeah. for their specific need, and you saw how great he was in the games, especially home games. But yeah. I think again, and we said Watson with another year, with a year under his belt, a, a more time in offseason. What about an offseason with Dak and Amari? Yeah, that That's, makes a lot of sense. Exactly, and I think that he's fantastic. I, I, I think he's awesome. I think he needed to get out of Oakland, and that was a big change for him. What he brings to that individual team, he's worth it. Oh yeah. It- Look, he's a good player. A lot of people. I mean, Randy Moss was terrible in Oakland. You remember that? And then got traded to the Patriots and had maybe the best year of his career ever. And the other thing with Amari Cooper is he's 25. He just turned 25 on June 17th. So just a couple days ago. Happy birthday, Amari Cooper. So my point is, like, this is the time to lock him up. Get him in that deal. But Dak's got to be smart. Don't take up all the money to where they can't afford Amari Cooper because you're going to need that guy. I always forget how uh, young he really is. Yeah. As far as fantasy football purposes, do you think this is correct? They have him about the 13th overall quarterback, 33rd pick overall. Um, uh, I'm sorry, a receiver. Between Keenan Allen and Stephon Diggs, before Julian Edelman's of the world, the Brandon Cooks, Tyreek Hill even dropped, you know, with the news. But do you, does that seem correct to you? I think that's right about where he should go and out of all those guys you mentioned I think I like him a little bit more because the tier right in front of him is the Keenan Allen Adam Thielen AJ Green T.Y. Hilton so it makes sense he's maybe a step behind them and I take him over AJ Green just because he just keeps getting injured I think he's missed like 13 games in the last two or three years so he's gonna be 31 years old when the season starts and he plays for Cincinnati you know nothing personal against Cincinnati but guys that are on teams that typically aren't very good at the end of the year. They kind of mail it in sometimes. A.J. Green's been one of those dudes. So you're in week 15 or 16 in your fantasy playoffs, and your guys doesn't really care because his team's out of it. So I try and avoid those guys if I can. How about Tyree Kill? What do you make of where he lands? Like I said, he's he's dropped back there that far. Uh, fourth round, about the 10th pick is what they have him at. Um, do you think that's justified with the news? Because – you can see where his ADPs changed. In May 27th, he was going around the sixth round because people didn't know the uncertainty. Yeah. Now, fast forward to present day, and now he's moved up to about 4.04. Um, Some people are expecting a six-game suspension, even though the, the charges were dropped. What, what's interesting is, is Sammy Watkins and Tyreek Hill are going right kind of in the same area. And obviously, they both play on the same team. So it makes, you know, let me ask you, would you rather have Sammy Watkins with no suspension, but you know he gets hurt a lot, or would you rather roll the dice on Tyreek Hill and might have to deal with the suspension? That's so tough. If you get Tyreek Hill, you handcuff, right, with the... If you can, but, I mean, you're going to have to take Sammy Watkins in the fourth or fifth round. Um, you know, that, that's what's tough. tough. See, I'd almost because... rather go with Tyreek Hill and just kind of deal with the suspension. Because you know when he starts, you're starting him. And don't be that guy that, that says, I'm not going to draft uh, this guy. I'm not drafting him this year. Everyone has a price. Sure. Always think about that because there's – and I used to make that mistake all the time saying, man, I'm not drafting him this year, so-and-so. Everyone has a price because if everyone's thinking I'm not drafting him either and he ends up dropping to where it's now created value, yep. go ahead and grab him. Don't yes. be that guy that says, I'm just not going to grab him. No, that's a really good point. Also, Watkins, you mentioned him. So say you miss your chance on Hill, and you're saying, man, I wanted I wanted one of those receivers. Yeah. Let me go ahead and take my, Sam, my my chance on Sammy Watkins. Tyler Lockett's right there around the same area. Alshon Jeffrey, uh, Chris Godwin, 
the person that everyone says the sleeper of the year. What are your yeah. thoughts on Chris Godwin? Dude, Bruce Arians came out and doubled down on the 100 catches. So if he's going to get in he's the slot. He's calling 100 catches yes. for Godwin. Yes. And, I mean, think about that, that slot uh, receiver in that system. Think of Larry Fitzgerald with Bruce Arians all those years. Those guys get a ton of targets. And, man, Godwin had... I mean, he was very high up in the league as far as how many red zone targets he had last year from like the 10, 10 yard line in. So he's a big red zone guy. He's going to get a ton of targets. Humphreys is gone. Yeah, I'm I'm kind of buying in on all the hype, but man, taking him in the fourth or fifth round still kind of, I don't know if I'm quite there yet. He doesn't have the household name. No, he and you still got Mike Evans taking targets there too. Maybe not household, but the name on that team, Jameis Winston. And he held a football camp this week. And when they said, what are the three rules of football? What did you say to the kids? Never give up. Never give up. Never give up. <laughs> You're listening to Moneyline on ESPN 97.5. Years of research and innovation. Innovation Map is the new voice of innovation in Houston. Pretty cool, huh, Morty? Covering startups, tech, energy, health, social impact, and more. Visit innovationmap.com today. Do it now! Do it! Do it! Do it now! Hola. Hola, no. She's telling me this and telling me that. You're listening to Moneyline on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 97.5.com. Live from the ESPN 97.5 studios, here's Jerry Bowe and Josh Jordan. Welcome back to Moneyline. 713-780-3776 is the jam. At Moneyline 97.5 is where you can find us on Twitter. Andrew Carlson, Josh Jordan, and your boy Jerry Bowe in the building. About to drop some more heat. Got some plays for today, right, Jerry? Yeah, we got a lot of plays. A lot of these games are going off at 2 o'clock. We're actually going to drop a live bet on England-Cameroon women's right now. I didn't like the line at 2. I'm hoping. This is a live betting 101, what we're trying to do here. We're trying to wait, hopefully, 15 minutes, get into this match with no scores, 15-20, and then we're going to jump on England. So that's what we're going to do here because I think the number is a little bit off. So uh, stay tuned to that. Whenever I say hit it, let's hit it like that. Nice. All right, I'm looking to get in. I've, I've taken a few days off, and I'm... I'm getting a little itchy, Jerry. I, I need to get some action going. He's back. <laughs> he is back. And speaking of, uh, <laughs> I don't even know how to transition into this, so I'm just going to do it. Have you guys heard this 911 tape with Le'Veon Bell? He's your boy, <laughs> yes. right, Jerry? You're a big used Steelers to be. fan. Used to be? He used to be my boy, but I thought it was hilarious. I, I've become a bigger fan of his after hearing the 911 tape. Because he's living. He's living life. He's living he, to the fullest. That's what I expect to happen in Hollywood, Florida. I got to tell you the truth. That's This is what I kind of think goes down there quite a bit. So uh, without further ado, let's get to this tape. 911. Oh, okay. Tell me exactly what happened. Um, well, I had two girls in my house. And I, went to, I got up. I did my normal routine to go work out. So I left to work out for a couple hours. When I came back, they took my money. They took my watch, my jewelry, um, a, a couple more um, things of value <clears throat> out of my house. And I don't know where they're at. I tried to call them before I called you guys. I tried to call them, and, uh, and they're not answering me, and they're ignoring me. That, that, that's a shock. So 
So how long, Jerry, if you're if you're in Le'Veon Bell's spot, right, and you get back from the gym and your girlfriends are gone. Honey, yeah. I'm home. Hello? And then you see uh, maybe some other stuff is missing, which we're about to get to. How long do you think he kind of sat around blowing up their phone before he made this call? Because at first you you got to really think about it because you, you got to say, man, this is going to be bad if, it, if yeah. it's not true. So you have to go through a few steps before yep. you take the 911 approach. No doubt. So what do you think? You call him four or five times, something like that? Maybe some text messages? It's tough. It's really tough. It is. I mean, that, that's in my mind. He's like, oh, they probably just went out to pick up some whatever. <laughs> well, it's been an hour. How, I don't even in. know how you go about presenting that. Yeah, maybe they left their phone here. No, their phone's not here. All right, Andrew, let's, let's, let's hit, which is really the best part of this, the second part. What is the total estimated value of the items? Oh, like a million dollars. What was she wearing today? Today, I mean, when I left, she was in the bed. She was in the bed, not wearing clothes when she left. So I didn't right. see her. When she, you know what I'm saying? Oh, okay, and the other one? And what was she seen, last seen wearing today? <laughs> the same way. She was in the bed, too. Like, oh. They didn't have clothes on. <laughs> Do you think, like, the 911 people were, like, applauding, you know, just hearing this story? And it's so, I mean, this lady sets him up, right? You know he's got a naked chick in the bed, and there's another chick, but she's going to have clothes on? Like, she's, like, making him have to explain again? That's so good. Imagine if you're that, that uh, the person that answered that phone, and you're just thinking, did he, did what he is that? going on here? Like, But, you know, if that's your job, you hear a lot of crazy stuff, yeah. but this one's up there. Oh, this is definitely, it's so good. In a mil- you have a million dollars worth of jewelry just chilling, just sitting out at your house. Just life is laying good. around. Life is good if you're Le'Veon Bell, man. I don't know. I, like, I'm a bigger fan now after hearing this. So at least it sounds like he's... He's probably staying in shape. I mean, he's going two chicks at the same time, man. And this is the first time you heard about it, so you know this is a regular thing for him. <laughs> yeah. I should have played football. Yeah. I should have been a running back. I don't think it's too late. <laughs> my I got my legs are still 28, 29. <laughs> I got a little bit of running back life. Yeah, they haven't uh <laughs> they got some miles still left on him, man. <laughs> I always wanted to do that, man. <laughs> someone else that came, <laughs> someone else that came up in the news as far as because I thought about you. You're a you're a guitar guy, right? I am. Well, what would you do about if you just had endless money? Would you be a guy that bought famous guitars? Would that be one of your things? Oh man, no. But like, I'd love to have it, but I can't afford to to have like stupid hobbies. You know, some people buy like a hundred Porsches, or like in this case, somebody buying a guitar that's just you know what hundreds of thousands of dollars but it's cool man it's a piece of history so i guess kind of tell everybody exactly what it is it's david gilmore's guitar from pink floyd right colt's owner jim ursay dropped four million just for the single guitar itself four million 3.975 so let's guess round up us rich people you know we can round up that little 20 that ain't nothing that just chunk change for a 1969 Fender Stratocaster, which David Gilmore played on several uh, Pink Floyd albums, including Dark Side of the Moon and The Wall. So it's history. It's it's rock and roll history. No like doubt about history, that. History, yeah. history. To have that and to know you own that piece is crazy. But 
He also bought the 1969 Martin D35 acoustic guitar, which they also played Wish You Were Here on for 1.95. And then the travel case for Blackstrat, just a travel case, 175 grand. What? Life is good. We talk about Bell. Bell's got money. That's not yeah. Earth ain't money. No. I mean, he's he owns an NFL team. He's loaded. But, man, we saw him with all those pres- prescription drugs he got pulled over for a couple years ago. He must have popped a bunch of those before buying this stuff. Look, it's cool. Like, I would love to have something like that. But $4 million, you've got to be kidding me. Does it even say who he bought it from? Did he get it from David Gilmore or... I wonder if David Gilmore had had to sell it years ago, and he got it from some other rich dude. That's a que- that's a good question because yeah. it didn't say if he actually got it from him. I, I know it was a part of an auction, okay. so I don't know if Gilmore, you know, yeah, put it in the auction. It might have been through a couple hands. I don't know. Yeah, that's, but we know that uh, Ursay's got a, a long history of this because he's got John Lennon. Uh, yeah, he's got a uh, Prince Jerry Garcia, the great Jerry Garcia. A.K.A. Cherry Garcia whenever I eat my ice cream. <laughs> and Bob Dylan. Those are some huge oh, yeah. names. Those guitars aren't going for under a mil. No, and he's kind of one of those wannabe rock star kind of guys. He is kind of like Le'Veon Bell. Le'Veon Bell made his own album. I think Jim Irsay has done some recordings, too, of his stuff. I mean, what are you going to do when you're, you, you know, you inherit all that money? I mean, why not? If, you, if you're passionate about rock and roll and you have the money, then, you know, have a little fun. Buy the stuff. It. I doubt it's going to go up in value at $4 million. So that, Does know. it retain value, or is it like a car when you drive off? Do you think that's still going to be worth that? Or 20 years from now, as, as it gets older? That's the thing, right? It's like, do you ever watch that show, Pawn Stars? Yeah. You know, essentially, with this kind of stuff, you got to find a collector. You know what I mean? Like, it's really not... It's worth what somebody's willing to pay for it. And sure, it's worth money being a, a late 60s Strat, and it's played on famous albums... But yeah, you got to go to an auction. You got to find somebody that really wants that item to get something like four million dollars. Like, whew, no. That, <laughs> Meanwhile, the Colts there. are sitting there with the league high fifty-five million in cap space. Like, so that's where all the money's going. Let's spend some money. <laughs> <laughs> Looks like cool guitar, bro. Cool story, but uh, I need some help, some more. Uh, Mr. Goodell, if we don't spend the cap space, am I allowed to allocate that money to other things? Has that been an email that's been sent? It's making me wonder. One email that has been sent that stuck out, it, it just stuck out like a like a sore thumb, right? The clock ticks on NFL Sunday's ticket decision. Oh, man. That's magic to the ears. I don't know if you're a DirecTV guy. I used to be. And uh, just, you know, after a while, I didn't feel like it was doing the job for me. Wasn't real happy with it. So I, I moved on to another platform. And, but they had the Sunday ticket. That's why I stayed with them for so long. But I just got upset because if you were a new subscriber, they'd give you the Sunday ticket for free. And I'd been with them for 10 years, and they were trying to make me pay three or 400 bucks. And they wouldn't even let me just buy the Red Zone channel a la carte. Like I had to buy the entire package of three or $400. So I was, you know, I was like, I'm not doing this anymore. So this is exciting to me. I really hope this happens to where it's not exclusive anymore at DirecTV. You said you're still with them, right? And it's just basically because of the Sunday ticket. Yeah, I have two cables companies, basically. Really? And I just use them during, you know, try to snowbird account like that. You know Uh, what I mean? Sorry, I'm giving out my tips out there. (laughs) DirecTV is going to put out a hit on me. But I just, yeah, act like it's a vacation home. Yeah. And then they snowbird your account and you just pay like a, like, it's like a certain amount. And then it just, it's basically off. And then when football comes around, I light it back up. Oh, that is finessing the, the game. on giving. Oh, man, Jerry, that's a great idea. We'll know, though, by early September because 
it's they can opt out or not. If they if they don't do it before September, then next year is the last year. If they choose to stay in the deal, then they're continued through 2022. Oh, oh we got to hope they get out. We, we, we got to. $1.5 billion per year is what DirecTV tosses over. So it's big money getting thrown around. But a lot of people say that the other options would be streaming services. Yep. And that would be huge. People could stream and be outside of DirecTV. That's where it's going now anyway, man. So I think it's going to happen. Let's cross our fingers. Cross your fingers, hope to die. When we come back, <laughs> I'm dropping bombs. Woo! You're listening to Moneyline, ESPN 97.5. Twitter. Follow the show on Twitter at Moneyline975. Uh, ever since I can remember, I've been popping my collar. Popping, popping my collar. Popping, popping my collar. Uh, ever since I can remember, I've been working these. Then they better put my money in my hand. You're listening to Moneyline on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 97.5.com. Live from the ESPN 97.5 studios, here's Jerry Bowe and Josh Jordan. Welcome back to Monday Nine, where the early bird didn't get the worm. We said, let's wait 15, 20 minutes for England to hopefully be 0-0. Well, we got to 14, and they they scored. So we're going to make a small bet for the sake of action, for the sake of your degenerate heart. You're listening to Moneyline 713-780-3776. It's 1-0, 17th minute. Put a small bet right now on England first half minus one and a half. I think they'll score again before halftime. A small bet because I have some big ones coming up for Copa America and the under 21 euros. So stay tuned. It's just uh, for the sake of getting the, the whistle wet a little bit. Nice. Yeah, it's Sunday. It's beautiful outside. Let's get a little action going. Have a little fun before you have to go back to work tomorrow. And uh, I don't know. I kind of feel like you want to do something kind of funny here. Something a little not so sportsy. All right. I don't know if you've seen this or not, but I think the headline pretty much says it all. And this is an Air Canada flight. Woman falls asleep on the flight, wakes up in pitch dark, locked on an empty plane. Dude. How does this happen? They just, they leave her on the plane. And I mean, it makes me think, have you seen that movie? What is it? Final Destination or whatever, where, <laughs> you know, the plane, he keeps dreaming that the plane's going to go down. He's freaking out. Like, like she talked about this, that she was just, she was terrified. She thought it was a bad dream for a while because she couldn't figure it out. And it, she says it's freezing cold in there and it's just pitch black because she's just sitting there on a runway in Canada. And then she said she picked up her phone and the phone died around one minute into her phone call. So she, so now she's like really trapped. And then it, it's really interesting because you think, all right, we'll just go charge up your phone, right? Well, she goes to do that and all the power is turned off on the plane. So she can't even get her phone charged, and now her phone's dead. She's trapped on the plane. So, I mean, what do you do right there, right? Like, you're in the middle of a runway, and nobody knows that you're there. And how do you get off? So she manages to actually get the door to the plane open, right? So, <laughs> I mean, crazy. yeah, imagine, like, fumbling around in the dark. It's freezing cold. You just wake up on an empty plane. You finally find the door to get the door open, and then what? She realizes that she's 50 feet up in the air, and there's no way she can drop out with basically killing herself. That's, yeah. I don't even know what I would do. Yeah. So, I mean, I'd freak out. Yeah. How would you not? And 
I mean, the airline. How do you just leave somebody on the plane sleeping? Right then. Yeah. And the other, it's just, okay, how do you sleep that soundly <laughs> to where the, the plane lands? You know how loud people are when they're grabbing their luggage out of the overhead bins and everybody's bumping into you and smacking you with their bag? I mean, I'm thinking she took some kind of sleeping pill or something like that, you know, to not wake up through all that and then and then wait for all the stewardesses to come through with the flight attendants and clean up the plane and throw away everything. And she's still just sleeping. <laughs> Like nobody notices. So basically the way she actually got out of this is one of those guys that drives around the little luggage things, you know, outside on the runway, that guy's driving by and she screamed at him. And she said she almost scared him to death because he didn't know where the sound was coming from. And then he looked up and saw her sitting there on the dark plane. So eventually, you know, obviously he got some help and they came and got her out of there. But, dude, that's crazy. Don't take a flight to Canada and, and sleep a little too soundly there. You may be on the plane a little longer than you intend to. That's hilarious, yeah. though. Yeah. I, f- I once fell asleep uh, coming back from Tijuana. <laughs> I, uh, in San Diego, they got that trolley right when you cross oh, over yeah. the border. We had party so hard for two days that I fell asleep on that trolley. And I kid you not, I, I remember it was daytime when we got out of Tijuana and it was the next daytime. Like I'm, I don't know how somebody <laughs> didn't call the law on us because we slept. We woke up in a whole different side of, of San Diego and I was just thinking, <laughs> what happened? And don't ever go back to Tijuana. No, no. <laughs> Well, yes, but maybe take it a little easier. But I don't know. You can't really take it easy in Tijuana, can you? That's not really why you go to Tijuana. What happens in TJ stays in TJ. And everyone out there that's listening right now, they're shaking their head like, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah no Your wife doubt. looking over right now while they're driving. You're driving right now. Your wife's looking at you like, what do you know about TJ? Yeah, I, I don't know. These yeah. guys are just funny. I, I've never been. You know what? Let's change this. <laughs> Let's change it up. What else we got? Did you hear about that rat that fell on the table at Buffalo Wild Wings? Oh, you have to be here. Isn't that their slogan or something like that? <laughs> Maybe not. The restaurant's <laughs> manager claims there's a construction area that caused a rat in the ceiling, but that's just bad news. <laughs> they have those commercials where they put the stop on the sh- They yeah. needed to pause this. Yeah. You should have paused this because uh, I'm a fan of Ratatouille, but not... <laughs> <laughs> not not my wings straight up like this is bad news i'm a fan of the uh the wild of buffalo wings you know the buff- sure. the, the buffalo wild wings it, it sounds like magic to me until now like i don't think i'm going there now no twin peaks if you're listening <laughs> here i come <laughs> yeah that's where we're going they do it better anyway but and that's not like a small thing like they they mess up your order or Maybe find like a rubber band in your food. I mean, this that's full a grown rat. Yeah, look, that's a big rat, Splin- man. Splinter's uncle, <laughs> like that big. Like this was the older uncle. This guy is big. He fought on the menu. I mean, look, like by the menu, by the war. It's it's just they got him next to a glass of ice water. I know you guys can't see this, but I'm telling you, the rat's almost as big as the glass of ice water. That is a big rat, dude. We hold Buffalo Wild Wings to the highest operation standards and properly close the restaurant for proper remediation, (laughs) cleaning, and sanitation. We look forward to reopening soon. How do you ever reopen there? Man, look, I guess this stuff happens more often than we think. I'm bad with that. Which is scary. I'm just bad. I went to this taqueria by the house, and I don't even like to drive down that way because I'm freaked out now. I went there, and we used to go there all the time, so I'm thinking, you know, when they say you get caught, this is not the first time. No. So we get there, and... I th- we even took, I think it was uh, my madre's birthday, you know. Was, oh, no. We wanted mariachis. We wanted. 
she brings out the plate, bro, at, at the cold plate, you know, where they bring the, the taco or whatever. And then it was a Mexican restaurant. So I think it was like a tostada. Well, on, at the corner of that plate, there was a pubic head. <laughs> right? No, it gets worse, though. Oh. So we tell her, we're like, hey, when she comes back, like, I'm all embarrassed. But then I'm like, I'm, I'm, like, I'm like, what is this? She looks at me and gets her finger and she just goes like, <laughs> like presses it against the the plate, like she presses against the plate, sticks to her finger, and she just kind of flicks it off and walks off. She's like, like a like old school, like oh, it's no big deal. Like if you're sitting at her <laughs> I house, I got this. Yeah, I'm like, what she didn't taste it. That, that that would freak me out a little bit. I felt like a prisoner for yeah. the next like seven minutes, eight minutes, because I, I was like, I don't, I guess they don't see this as wrong, but I feel violated, and I don't know if I should pay for this. Meanwhile, my mom's over there, like this could be my last birthday. Yeah. Like what is this? Like we, it was uncomfortable. Like I said, now whenever I drive by there, I'm like, it's tempting not to get your lemonade, but yeah. So did you pay for that? Did you eat it? No, we ended up having to call somebody higher up and explain that where that that the the hair is now. It's somewhere on that ground, and they basically they just didn't want us to make no no more commotion about it. Like. All right, come on. They, they, like, let's sneak you out through the back door. Let's get up out of here. Dude, you know? did they at least comp something or, it was, or anything? No, it was free. I mean, the lemonade was fantastic. <laughs> well, it, it tasted good. <laughs> then after that, it you know, it goes, it, it just something like that takes you, takes your lemonade from, from grape to urine. You oh, know, you're just like, I was just like, man, let's get out of here. My kids were just looking at me. It's just. My kid, oh, actually, my kid was still eating queso. I'm like, no, <laughs> no. Well, I mean, it, it is queso. I mean, it's hard to hard to not eat queso. It won't be the in last front of you. you get in your yeah, queso. You, you've had it plenty of times. You just didn't know about it. But no, dude, that stuff happens all the time. If you watch those bar rescue shows or, you know, man, these people just don't clean these kitchens. It's disgusting. It, it, I have to ask you this. If you go somewhere and it, like the food kind of makes you sick or something's kind of gross, like, I don't go back for a while, but sometimes I will go back if it's been, like, months and months and months. Because I figure, like, there's a lot of turnovers or turnover in the service industry, you know, a lot of new employees, new management. So I feel like maybe after a few months, they get their stuff together. Do you but, ever go back if you yeah. have a bad ex- experience? You want to. Like, I, I want to go back to this place. When you walk in, it's just that feeling. Your mind tells you, like, man, this place ain't changed. No. This place ain't changed. But to, to think of... This Buffalo Wild Wings, the manager came over there with two plates and, and scooped that bad boy up, and he did like fabulous and threw it in the bag. Just, it's like, what's going on here? To you can never get that image out of your head that that, no. that there was a big old rat that got scooped off with two plates. Like you never eat there again. No, and you see this all the time on those TV shows. They find just dead rats laying around in the kitchen. You're just like. Yeah, maybe you don't clean the grill, but maybe scoop up the dead carcass over there. It's unbelievable, man. But and that's what's unfortunate because I do like to eat out a lot. You know, I I like to go out, and especially I love to go get some margaritas, have some Mexican food. I'm reading a lot of these Uber Eats stories, though. Yeah. That's what's freaking me out because now it's becoming like the thing. Like these undercover Uber Eats guys are are putting out things like saying, "Yeah, I've eaten mini fries," or "I've taken a drink of that." And you're like, "Yeah, you took a drink of what?" And, and that's what I worry about, man. Like I. I had a, a DoorDash last night, and it did not settle very well. What'd you order? I, <laughs> I put them on blast. James Coney Island. And yeah. tell us what you ordered from James Coney Island, because you were trying. I, my I, man was trying to be responsible. He's trying to be so 2019. It's a hell trip. 
Yes. Tell him more. I, I knew we had the show today, so I was like, I don't want to eat anything too heavy that may not settle well. So I went healthy, and I got a turkey burger, and that completely backfired. <laughs> so, so sometimes, like, even when you try to do the right thing, it completely backfires. So, And who knows, right, with all the DoorDash stuff? You're right. You see people, like, taking sips out of people's drinks. And what, uh, one of our appetizers was completely, like, eaten like it didn't show like it was on the receipt that they picked it up but it was not delivered so like somebody ate our appetizer <laughs> man i'm running a little low right here mm, fried pickles i love these well when we come back we'll drop us some more picks it's second hour it's time to turn up i got a lot of copa america it. we're gonna make some money it's a big game going down some guy named Messi is playing for argentina's Ooh. life we'll be right back you're listening to money line espn 97.5 Mom, that night I went off the prom Wishing you could see that life's all the genre and parmesan Funny thing about it, you always act like you knew You told me I would feel it would happen before You gonna answer that? To call into the HRP listener line, dial 713-780-ESPN ACA could be tweaked, reformed, or repealed in the future But for now, employers must comply Visit hrp.net for help 713-780-ESPN 